Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rangers Rundown. Today I am playing the role of Max. I'm joined by Hayden. Yeah. And Mike. Hey now. And yeah, Texas Rangers baseball, check it out. Uh, they canceled all the games this week, which makes me feel a lot better. Would have hated to have just chalked up like six in the loss column, right? That would have sucked. Uh, yeah. I don't really want to do this today. No. <laughs> Let's not dwell on games and stats and stuff. The best thing for me is Baseball Reference doesn't doesn't really update till the night, and so um, they haven't given Texas credit for losing to Houston yet, and so they have this very hopeful Sunday, May 16th, at Houston. I'm like, ooh, maybe they'll win that one. They'll redeem this week. And like, I know that they lost, but my brain immediately was like, oh yeah, there's still one game left in the Houston series. <laughs> Yeah, we could redeem it, and pull this thing out. What a what an awful, you know. I mean, you found found multiple ways to lose. You got the blowout. You've got the extra innings loss. You've got the the loss that was close until it wasn't in the eighth inning with the game today on Sunday, and another one run loss the day before it. All amounts to four losses. All amounts to six losses in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were at five hundred. Getting it to uh, to five hundred. I mean, I obviously wasn't I right. uh, wasn't able to record last time, and uh, like we uh, come on. It's <laughs> it. I just we knew they weren't going to be good. Happen. This is just rude. Right, and I don't I, need this. Against the Astros too. Like, why can't we space these out and let's 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 drop a four game series to the Twins, you know, and then split something with the Astros? I don't know, man. Yeah, like I I was just talking to Mike. What? Two, two episodes ago about how lopsided the schedule was this year and how we weren't going to see you know like Houston until the, the middle of the month here and we're still not going to see Oakland until June and then yep. we see Houston for four games and just lose like that and it's like ah, we could have put off the Houston series a little longer actually I wouldn't have minded yeah. well we'll get to chance uh, talking about redemption we'll get them later on this week so hope you hope you got room in your your stomach <laughs> for, uh, for more Houston Astros baseball, because I hate watching it. It's not yeah. fun. No. <laughs> yeah, like, you're on the heels of a six-game losing streak. You have the Yankees and the Astros coming up. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you believe in in uh, you know distributed wins losses, that's great because in in theory Texas is owed a couple of wins coming off six losses, but it turns out that's actually not how statistics and probability works. Yeah. So <laughs> we're more likely to just get shellacked for like eleven out of twelve games. I would love. To, so speaking of probability, I don't know. I guess I can look up the gambling line to find this, but uh, what do you think the odds are of the Rangers winning tomorrow's matchup between Jordan Lyles and Garrett Cole? Extremely um, zero. bad. Yeah. yeah. What are the playoff odds for this team right now? Eight percent. I'd give it about eight percent. Sorry, point eight percent. You know what? what? It's a, it Fangraphs a, it Orioles odds. It might be a uh, a nice little you know going away. You know, get your get your final looks at Jordan Lyles. Perhaps uh, there's been some. I, if I understand correctly, um, I mean I. I understand his performance has been awful, but I think his uh, the the management is also going. How much longer can we trot this guy out here? So hopefully that's it, and we unceremoniously forget about Jordan Lyles forever, um, but not before he faces off against Garrett Cole. You know what? Maybe it's a uh, 
it's a Max Scherzer and uh, Austin Vivenzerk's kind of uh, special. Yeah, that could happen twice. They just go toe-to-toe, and Jordan Lyles goes like eight scoreless. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bet money on that. I wouldn't I bet my money on that. I would I, bet Hayden's money on that. Well, you know what? And I'm actually thinking about this now. I think, I mean, this might either turn out to be a genius or foolish, and it's probably going to be foolish. But I think the Rangers have had a pretty good success against Garrett Cole in his career, if I remember correctly. I'm going to pull up these splits now. But I do remember some days where it's like, oh, no, we have Garrett Cole in. And then it goes, oh, cool. It's kind of like the David Price thing, where the Rangers, for some reason, have always kind of humiliated him. Had his number, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me see here. Well, and and another you know pitching news in that we get to have a reunion with James and Tyone who's who's hanging out and then uh, but really the, the big one is Corey Kluber um, will yeah. will be in theory in the Wednesday game again in theory against West Benjamin so uh, Rangers fans will finally get to see uh, Corey Kluber pitching in Arlington but didn't yeah. West just get sit down did he I, I don't he I did didn't. he did. He's probably not going to be pitching in that Wednesday game by Blaine. Probably Kingress. not. Yeah, I'm guessing no. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. Uh, so you're probably looking at Young or Allard or maybe Arahara if he's uh, if he's healthy by then to get that start. I don't know if Arahara is eligible to come off by Wednesday, but I think he is. I think he's been out long enough. I, I would hope they don't. I hope they don't. They're not going with the letter of the law. Okay, we get him back as soon as possible. This is not a. Thing that I think they're going to take their time with him and really use this to re- he, reorganize some things. And he went on work. the DL on the ninth, or sorry, the IL. So he is eligible to come off on that Wednesday. So if okay. they wanted to really take him off day of, in theory, they could say, "Hey, go uh, play against go, the Yankees. Go try your best out there." Yeah. Yeah, that's that uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. So you are last in the league of uh, you know uh, exit velocity allowed. Yeah, go ahead and just make sure you miss. Uh, there is something to be said for that. We want him to do that. Uh, that was it, Petco Park, where he had the the crazy home der- uh, home run derby. Just like uh, see what Judge and Stanton can do to Arahara for a couple innings. I still I still like uh, hey, Arahara for what it's worth, but I do too. It yeah, I was very surprised to see that the the stats and the um, what's it called like the um, auxiliary stats surrounding his his numbers are awful, you know. Yeah, like I felt he was getting hit, but I also didn't really feel like he was getting crushed. I felt he was like, yeah, the guy's giving up contact, and you know, he's still kind of adjusting and everything, and, and uh, the exit velocities and stuff were, were extremely unflattering. Yeah. So hopefully they're still working on some coaching stuff. Obviously, it's a big transition. It's it's very difficult to pitch in the majors at all, and it's, there's always extra things that are going on when someone's taking their, their first turn in the country. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, to finish up a thought there, uh... I'm not super wrong, but I'm also not super right. Garrett Cole in 10 games against the Rangers has given up 10 home runs, uh, but he's only giving up an opponent's batting average of 203, OPS of 636. So. To be fair, those are probably pretty mediocre numbers for Garrett Cole, but those yeah. aren't good numbers. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh, well, anyways, um, so, yeah, Rangers were 500, and now they're not. Hopefully that changes, but it probably won't. And uh, <laughs> uh, but minor league baseball is fully underway. 
It is, That's... and it's much more interesting to talk about than <laughs> the Texas yeah. Rangers. Well, and you know, and 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 uh, Mike and I talked about this last last episode without you, and mm-hmm. just kind of going through all the names, and especially the assignments. They're they're still kind of surprising to me. Like you know, Curtis Terry, he is indeed in AAA, and he is indeed doing well. You know, oh, he, he is he, very in AAA. You know, and uh, it, you can kind of just go down the rosters of of every place. There's there all the way down to like uh, Justin Foskey being in high A right now. It's it's interesting, and and, and uh, I don't know. I cool like Cole Wynn and Alex Spees, and very soon Hans Kraus being in Frisco. Like, all right, cool. This, these actually we're seeing some development, and it's kind of cool to see a year, you know, coming off of 2020, where I mean the Rangers have long been a team where. The, the depth in the lower minors was what we were really kind of deferring our hope on, and uh, to lose last year was awful, and you were just hoping that everybody wouldn't have their development stunted, and at least reflected by the assignments, that hasn't been the case, which I'm very happy about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if you're talking about, hey, yeah, there's no top 100 guys, but yeah, they've got a lot of interesting depth in you know Spokane and Hickory and 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 you just got to give it a couple of years. Well, we've given it a couple of years, and so right. you'd like to say, man, is your Double A team good? And maybe, <laughs> I mean, there's, right. there's good names on it at the very least. Uh, and you mentioned Curtis Terry, who's obviously destroying Triple A so far. Three fifty five, four twenty nine, eight thirty nine. No, that's not his OPS. That's his slugging. Uh, Twelve sixty seven OPS uh, for the big man. You'll love to see that. So. As many hits as he has strikeouts. <laughs> if he can keep that going, he's going to be a very good player. Yeah. Uh, a couple of guys having some some really good starts. Um, there's this uh, kid named Delano DeShields. Um, <laughs> I know he's really fast and he's batting 400. So maybe he'll be uh, up in Arlington pretty soon. We get a chance to try out Delano DeShields. Um, his sister's a really prominent athlete. Um, so maybe he inherited some of the, the same athletic genes that made uh, Diamond to Shields good. Um, love to see this guy get a, a chance in the majors. You know, I'm a big fan for uh, speedy center fielders. Anyway. Wearing a double zero as well, which is cool. cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Sounds fun. Um, yeah, and there's obviously the, the, the pitching at AAA. There's a mixture of... Are these guys' names because we've known them for a long time? Are these guys' names because they're truly interesting? You know, Brock Burke is there. You really want to hope that turns into something. Joe Palumbo is in AAA right now. Um, the absolutely management-beloved Jimmy Herget is down there doing whatever it is Jimmy Herget does. DeMarcus Evans has seven strikeouts to one walk. The numbers aren't pretty otherwise, but that's probably the most important. Strikeout-to-walk ratio, it says, probably the thing you're mo- looking for the most from Evans. Uh, and that that's in the right place at the very least. Um, Luis Ortiz, uh, uh, the AAA one is that. Yes, it is. It is Lulu Ortiz of one-time Rangers uh, stud prospect status. I will um, never forgive the Felix Hernandez comp that we kept hearing about him. God, I yeah. Never, I will never forgive that. <sighs> yeah, Anyways, I mean, that's so saying. unfair to put on like an 18-year-old to be like, yeah, this guy's a lot like Felix Hernandez. Felix Hernandez is in the majors at 18. Do not comp people to that. Like, don't do this. Yeah. Don't comp people to like inner circle Hall of Famers. Stop doing that. Like, <sighs> come on. I'm so, I'm so sad about him, but good for him for, I don't know, still playing baseball. Yeah, he was kind of in the weeds there for a while. Um, I think he was in Baltimore system and then yes. he was traded to the Brewers, if I remember right. I um, believe you're right, yeah. And uh, 
like he's got a whip of 0.67. Obviously, the samples are really small. He's only pitched in three games. It's three innings, but he's got two strikeouts, no walks. Um, cool to see him at least still like plugging away. You know, he didn't he didn't flame out and, and disappear from from baseball. A lot of these guys, when things you know, when you get comped to Felix Hernandez as a teenager and are not playing organized baseball by the time you're like 22, that's pretty bad. But uh, Ortiz is still in there, so maybe he can uh, get his shot. I believe he has made his major league debut. I think he pitched for Baltimore. Um, I believe I believe he, that's right as well. And in either the lost season of 2020, or he may have cup of coffee in 2019, but has not really had an extended look. Just a guy. Uh, Jake Lemoyne is another name that that pops off. I don't know if y'all talked about um, him as well. I don't remember if you guys got into Lemoyne, but was one time a really interesting, like low level prospect guy in the Rangers organization. He's had some injuries. He's had some stuff, but he's off to a good start as well. So definitely some arms in AAA. Um, Double A, you have the big three pitchers. You, you missed one in Triple uh, A though. Oh, who did I miss? Who, did I, who am I overlooking? Carl Chester. He was a, a throw-in on the uh, on the Nate Low trade between the Rangers and the and the Rays, and okay. he's off to a, a nice little start. He's got a three seventy batting average with a one point one five five OPS. Okay, could be something. You know, I did overlook him because I didn't recognize his name and figured he was a. Um, like a 31-year-old uh, end of spring training signee to play corner outfield. Um, yeah. Okay. He's not young. He's 25, but still. That's, that's okay. He's, yeah. He's not, uh, he's not a, a baby, but he's also not a, He's not so old that he's a non-prospect natively. Interesting. Yeah. He, he's listed as a corner outfielder, and they have Leody, obviously, so he's probably not really getting anything looking in center field. Right. It's kind of cool. Yeah. That is a phenomenal start, too. Let's see, like I'm, take, I'm taking a look at some other stats. Yeah, yeah, his last stop was in 2019. He he hit um, well, 254 isn't isn't incredible in a ball, but he hit um, 264, 299, 405 for um, Montgomery. So I actually have probably seen Mr. Chester because I went to Montgomery games in 2019. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. Cool. That's a great start too. Yeah, right. Just behind Terry there for um, for best on Round Rock, and there is of course a fourth player with a a, a one thousand plus OPS, and that's Yanni Hernandez, who was a very interesting prospect. And uh, just to tick off of a thousand at nine ninety nine, Jason Martin, who is probably a fourth or a fifth outfielder kind of guy. I was talking to Hayden before the recording started. He reminds me a lot of a. Daniel Robertson, who I, I really can't imagine a lot of people think about very often, but I think about Daniel <laughs> Robertson sometimes. He played like 70 or 80 games for the cursed 2014 Rangers. It's kind of a scrappy, undersized, um, fourth outfielder, multi-positional guy, and uh, Martin played a lot. I just kept seeing him in spring training, and I was like, I can see this guy being a major league player. Like He's a bench guy. I don't think he's got starter upside, but he's athletic, and I mean, he's he's Hitting 296, 406, 593 so far to start the season in AAA. You'd rather see guys who maybe aren't that interesting having great lines than the other way around. We've had a lot of that in the last couple of years where it's all been the sort of the Leody Tavares, Jurex, and Profar experience of no, no, we know these guys are good. It, they'll get there. So it's definitely more fun to talk about. Hey, Curtis Terry is actually amazing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would much rather do that. But to get back to Frisco, you've obviously got the sort of the big three in Kraus when he gets there. 
and um, uh, Colwyn and Alex Spies, but uh, Noah Bremer is a guy whose name has come up a lot. AJ Alexi is on that team. He's still kind of banging yeah. around. Um, Yeri yeah, Rodriguez yeah. as well. Uh, Alexi's coming back from TJ, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah, so that's cool. I think he was one of those guys who should have been full boarded to be back last year, but obviously 2020 happened, so yeah. he's technically is still on his way back, but I don't believe he's really doing injury recovery. I think he's just learning to pitch again. And Wenzel's on the team too, right? Uh, yeah, I haven't got over the hitters yet. Frenari Azuna is the only other n- uh, name that really pops to me on, on this one. He was a super darling in early spring training. As a, I believe he's a converted middle infielder who throws like 200 miles an hour. Um, he's very like Matt Bushy, um, kind of a short arm and just gets absolutely the most out of it. Uh, he had a setback early in spring training that like delayed his clock, but he's pitching for Frisco and the, the numbers at least are good so far. Um, and then on the, the hitting side, Davis Wenzel is third on the team in OPS with an 899. He's hitting, he's got eight walks to nine strikeouts. Presumably he still has phenomenal facial hair. They could not stop talking about that during spring training. <laughs> Every time he was on base, they were just like, look at this guy. It was really wonderful. <laughs> so pure. How much fun they were having with the fact that Davis Wenzel has long hair. Yeah. But uh, you got to respect Bears, it. Too. Yep. Yeah. He was a co-Big 12 player of the year, right? Wasn't it? Uh, wasn't know, Wenzel one of them? I not follow college baseball yes. whatsoever. It was Wenzel and Young, yes. wasn't it? Yes, they were tied. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, we got them both. Because nice. the Rangers drafted both of the Big 12 players of the year, if I remember right, from little Correct. random bits of uh, stat and trivia floating around in this otherwise empty cranium of mine. Um, Wenzel is the third best hitter on the team by OPS. Bubba Thompson is off to a pretty interesting start, especially by Bubba Thompson's uh, standards, where he's um, not been able to get the sort of statistics to click for him. Batting 292, 320, 583. Pretty good line. He does have a ton of strikeouts. He has 17 strikeouts to only two walks so far, which is extremely concerning. But if he's hitting, he's hitting. Presumably the defense is still very, very good. It always has been. He's got a huge arm. He's a pure center fielder. Great athlete. The guy's got the pedigree. Is this the year that we see him click with the bat at a high level? Boy, I really hope so. Me too. Uh, and I think a forgotten name uh, joined them in the, the 800-plus OPS club for, for Frisco. And a name to keep an eye on if you're box score scouting a Steel Walker. Um, definitely a lower sort of level prospect, but he was the return the Nomar Mazzara trade. And there's a um, Texas did like this guy. He's not a non-prospect. He wasn't just a throw-in. Um, and it, you know if he hits, that's eh, a guy. And at the very least, I always like to... to kind of keep an eye on those sorts of players and like how'd this guy get here oh he's attached to a story that i i know right. pretty well he he this is this is no more mazara now it's steel walker so if he if he works his way up i think you feel better because it not not that like we got value out of no more it's just nice because it's like oh i remember how this guy got here this is like the continuation of the no more mazara story i i always find that stuff yeah, nice in my in Where is Nomar? Is he uh, is he in the majors at all? Yeah, he's with the Tigers. Yeah, I, I, I accidentally watched a lot of Nomar Mazara baseball the first like ten days of the season because the Tigers had a bunch of day games and they were playing in the snow and I am a sucker for watching baseball in the snow and I, I watched Nomar Mazara ground out to second like like six <laughs> times in the first two days of the season. Uh, uh, yeah, sounds like the Nomar we know. 
I'm so sad he never. Gosh, how old is he now? He's probably still not. He's probably 26. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Speaking of ages, while I'm looking at Mazzara's ages, I have Luis Ortiz up here. He he just turned 26 at the end of April. Is is uh, 25 as a pitching prospect? You know, it's just like that's so weird. I would have thought he's 30. You know? Yeah, uh, Nomar's sitting on a 228, 302, 386 line for a 96 OPS plus. Um, so 96 right. OPS plus, is that better or worse than his career best for a season? It's probably about the same. It is exactly better. the same. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's very consistent. He's consistently mediocre. Yeah. If the yeah. season ended today, it would be his third season with a 96 OPS plus. The Chris Davis of batting 96 OPS plus. Well, it's like how his first three seasons with Texas, he hit exactly 20 home runs. His fourth yep. season, he hit 19. Yep, and then he hit one last year. So if you add yeah. 2020 to 2019, <laughs> it's 2020-20. And well, uh, he, he just needs 18 more this year. He did play uh, only 116 games that year that he hit 19. So mm-hmm. if he had like you know another two to four weeks of playing, he easily would have hit that 20th home run. So yep, yeah, and then would have intentionally stopped. Yeah. It's amazing that we can play a let's remember some guys with a dude who's 26. Yeah, and like still in the bigs, but this feels so much like it. Man, you remember Nomar Mazzara? Yeah, man, that was 18 months ago. Oh, oh God, He's, like. He's still there. Like you could turn on your television a few hours ago, and he probably. I haven't looked at the Tigers game today because why would I have? Yeah. But let's see if uh, Nomar Mazzara got the start today. Doop doop doop. They lost to the Cubs five to one. They made Kyle Hendricks look good, which is really an accomplishment in twenty twenty one. And let's see, Mazzara started. He played right field, batted fourth, went zero for four with a strikeout. Boom. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Next, yeah. Next yep. topic. Gosh, uh, I wish I'm. I'm, j- j- I'm just gonna do this for my own personal edification. See how many times he grounded out at the second baseman today. Grounded into a double play, third baseman. Okay. Using um, all fields. <laughs> shut up, man. <laughs> Called out on strikes. And in the seventh, he grounded out to the second baseman. Yes. And in the ninth, he grounded out to the third baseman. All right. So three three ground outs, including a double play, an inning any double play, and a strikeout. So really just a scintillating performance from our man. So let's really hope that Steel Walker is good, because um, <laughs> I would hate to stop thinking about this stuff. <laughs> we don't really need Steel Walker to be good. We just need to be rid of Noir. <sighs> yeah, maybe he'll exercise us a little bit from the um, the spirit of No More Mazzara. Man, it's, I, I, we've said this before, and and it, I, I can close my eyes and visualize him rolling over on a ball mm-hmm. to second base. He had a very distinctive stance and swing. His his cement shoes just kind of like you know obligatory mm-hmm. with like a great sense of obligation, starting to trot down the first base line. And he makes it about halfway, sidearm throw from the second baseman. Yep. Because the ball, the exit velocity was like 50 miles an hour. Yeah, the ball didn't like... bounce up to the second <laughs> baseman. He's having to scoop it out of the grass. Yeah, He's having yeah. to dig that thing up. I can just see it. It's like it's burned into my memory. Yeah, it's indelible at this point. So I would hate to to get rid of that. So please, Steel Walker, allow me to continue to remember some guys in like 2023 or whatever. 
Yeah. No, uh, still Walker. Just be happy we have Adolis Garcia. Oh man! Instead That's of Mizarra the right one now. major league content I will allow. I mean, Joey Gallo is always obviously allowed. Uh, we can always talk about Joey. But yeah, Adelis Garcia up to ten home runs now. I mean, I think he puts him in the top ten of the American League, and most of those guys have two weeks on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, what two and a half weeks? Right, he was like the seventeenth. He made his debut or something. So that's pretty sweet. Um, just he's just gonna keep doing stuff. Do another walk yeah. today. He went over three. Otherwise, it wasn't like a, a pretty exciting game for Garcia. But I'm finding myself. Um, tuning in and his at bats. Like I had the oh, game yeah. up on my, my third screen today. I was kind of just doing other stuff, kind of jamming. And uh, I looked over and paid attention to two players taking at bats, and they are Gallo and Garcia. Yeah. And conveniently, they're next to each other. <laughs> that helps a lot. And he's not an all, all or nothing kind of guy. He's batting like what two ninety three, something like that. So, you know, even when he's not punishing the ball, he's still putting the ball in play. Mm-hmm. And he's often doing something exciting, even if he's flying out. It's like you think off the bat, anytime he swings, it might be going out. Yeah. And like that's fun. Even if the ball, we know it's not going out. He's at 10 home runs, though, so it's a pretty good chance it is going out. But when he when he puts the ball in the air, I'm, I'm always like half standing up, and I'm getting ready to be like, oh, my, am I going to start the Adelise chant again? Oh, okay, not this time. But, hey, he gave it a ride. And I watch baseball to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I'm here. I want to have fun watching a sport. And if I'm having fun watching a guy, he's good at the sport. I don't care what else you say. If I enjoy watching you do the sport, you're good at it. He's a good entertainer. Well, and you know what? Speaking of that, and and I I saw a tweet from Tepid, who is so invaluable for all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, He had uh, shared a list of uh, average exit velocity um, from MLB hitters, and he he also included the the caption, moral, hit hit the ball hard, equals get rich playing baseball. And so you have at the top of the list, the list is uh, John Carlos Stanton, Aaron Judge, Pete Alonso, uh, Acuna, uh, Jorge Soler of all people, uh, Vladdy Jr., Salvador What do you mean of Perez. all people? He like led the American I mean, League in home runs. <laughs> no. I don't yeah. know. I forgot. But yeah, I mean. I, I remember him being disappointing. He was uh, a disappointing Cub and then he went to the Royals and hit like 700 home runs. Okay. He finally started hitting. Cool. Well, I, yeah, I only remember nationally, Jorge. I only recognize nationally, Jorge. Uh, in, but, in this house, <laughs> we only know nationally, Jorge. But uh, further down the list here, you know, coming around like the tens and teens, we've got Manny Machado, Matt Olson, um, uh, Nelson Cruz, Reese Hoskins, Paul mm-hmm. Goldschmidt, Mike Trout. Anyways, these these exit velocities are all, of course. I mean, John Carlos Stanton, average exit velocity of ninety nine miles an hour is. Wow. Yeah, it's so dumb. 99.1. It it, it starts to kind of like really level off and get really close as you get to like 93 to 92 range. That's Mm -hmm. basically number 6 through 20 here. Anyways, uh, Adolis Garcia, again, a little bit smaller sample size, but he's been up for, you know, what, uh, how many many games thus far? About a month. Um, Yeah, a month month plus. Um, And his average exit velocity is 92.4. Which would put him? Let me pull up this tweet up again. 89th percentile. Him, yeah, which would put him uh, right above Freddie Freeman, above Mike Trout, right behind Paul Goldschmidt and Nelson Cruz. I mean, so there's no there's no lucky players on this list here. There's no right. You know, it, hitting the baseball hard consistently is an indication of being good at baseball. 
you know mm-hmm. so i mean that's the kind of i mean i'm i am not vocally gun shy about adolis because i want to love him and have him be the next nelson cruz which is what i've been waiting for since we lost nelson cruz but <laughs> the, like the 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 numbers are here man he, he's legit he's not he's not accidentally hitting bombs he's good at baseball right <laughs> like, this, this is cool Right. So, no matter how you slice it, he is good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am officially like ready to get hurt again. I officially believe in a dog. <laughs> You've opened yourself up. I've opened myself up. He's not going. Good. He's not going to do the uh, Jake Smolinski thing, the Ryan Rua thing of being good for a month. Jake Smolinski and Ryan Rua were never above Mike Trout in any appreciable sta- sample exactly. in barrels per plate appearance. <laughs> exactly. Mike so Trout is fourteenth in the majors at nine point seven percent of his plate appearances in with a barrel, which is like Statcast's optimal uh, combination of exit velocity and um, launch angle. It's like these are hits. They're home runs and doubles. Like these are the the best swings you can do. It's a really, really like the people who have bright red numbers here are like the best hitters you can think of. It's like Acuna is first, Shohei Otani is on this list, Judge is fifth, Matt Olson is on here, Giancarlo Stanton, Pete Alonso. Like it's all the names you know. Like Fran Mill Reyes is probably the least known guy up here, but if you like huge boys, you know who Fran Mill Reyes is. He's very fun. Trout is fourteenth, nine point seven. That's an elite number, but it's not like super super stud elite. It's like right below that. Above him is Adelis Garcia. Garcia's 13th in the league. 9.9% of his plate appearances end in the best kind of contact you can get. He's also 13th in barrels as a percentage of his um, batted ball events. So, like, when he makes contact, they're also good. Um, And you want those to be similar to each other. It's not just that he's, like, striking out all the time and then hitting dingers. He's actually, like, making contact in a a good number of his plate appearances, too. Mm -hmm. His strikeouts are bad. He is... He has... Two like four bad things on his stack cast. He strikes out way too much. He doesn't take walks. He swings at balls outside of the zone, and he swings and misses a lot. We knew those four things. He's also an elite um, outfielder by outs above average and by jumps. His reads have been really, really good in center field, and this is a guy who hasn't played a ton of center field, especially not at the major league level. He's very fast. He's in the, the mid-80th percentiles for sprint speed, so he's not Byron Buxton, but he's not Nelson Cruz. Um, he's extremely fast. He hits the ball extremely hard. Yay! And he's and he, he's doing some of these average numbers without having any like one crate. He has no like 125 mile an hour home run that's pulling it up. His actual like maximum hit isn't super high. He just hits yeah. a lot of like 106 mile an hour home runs or whatever. Yeah, it's great. He's fun. He's so fun. Uh, and having Gallo in there means that we have multiple like defensive and offensive highlights coming out of our outfield. Yeah, that's cool. Like, and then Willie when he's playing yeah. the field, he's looking super comfortable. We talked about that at length last week. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, look at that. We talked about good things about the major league team. Look at that. We can do it. It's just, yeah. you know, we have to kind of fight ourselves a little bit. <laughs> so Hayden, you've opened yourself up. To uh, Adoli, so you ready to get that uh, El Bombi uh, tattoo that you were talking oh, about? Oh yeah, oh yeah, full back. Oh, do it up. Nice. Oh, yes, that's nice. the one we wanted. No, I mean they, we'll we'll chip in obviously. We'll use the uh, we'll use the the big uh, podcast money. Um, yeah, yeah, all yeah. of the monetization, all the ad reads. Uh, put a put an ad read in here. Uh, just edit one in here and, and post, Hayden. Okay. Yeah, uh, Bombus. The best socks your feet will know, or whatever the uh, oh, <laughs> the big man, one they've is. Got a, they've got a 
So we need to send an email and kind of link something up here. Just, yeah, that's a good idea. We'll talk about socks. I don't care. No, um, rather, rather not, I think. But, uh, yeah, th- there's definitely some things that are still obviously pretty fun on the Major League team, but let's hope that there's more fun things to talk about, like, some other week. <laughs> hey, I, yeah, I'm looking at it, Garcia's page here, of course, because looking at all these stats. Mm-hmm. Pretty funny. Okay, so they, they've got his, uh, his arm as a 70 grade, which is obviously very great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they've got his, his game power at 45. Whoops. Yeah, I mean that was one of the big criticism, though, right? Is that he? he that everyone's like, yeah, this guy's he's big, he's obviously athletic in batting practice. He he nails it, but like he cannot get to his his power in game. That like his hit tool is so bad that he has to sell out for contact if he wants to do it, and yeah, therefore he's not going to have power. And he basically was like, but what if I just learned to make contact? Yeah, and we ask that every year. There's always a guy like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kyle Blanks is one that really stands out in my head from a couple years ago. He's like 17 feet tall. And so I was like, yeah, this dude is huge. But like, he could never get to any of his strength and power because he couldn't make contact. Carlos Pagero was like this for the Rangers a couple of years back as well, where it's like, yep. yeah, if it clicks, it clicks. But he's probably going to have to change his approach so much that that swing is no longer able to generate like muscular value. And if you're, if you're, doing those things you're not going to have good game power and Garcia basically was like yeah but I I just hit the ball now <laughs> that's, I mean that's what I would have done what's, yeah, what's the big deal yeah yeah <laughs> why don't they simply hit the ball so I think I think the thing that's been most surprising and I, I think I mentioned it before with Garcia isn't so much that he's he's hitting it, one of these guys has to click at some point and I think Texas was uh, again I have an advanced understanding of statistics and probability Texas was due um, it's yeah. that he's been such a, a like comfortable defender in center field, and with where this team would be from a yeesh perspective right now, if we were still kind of having to put Leody out there because nobody else organizationally made sense in center field. Mm-hmm. Like if this is a team that's saying that it has punted on its, you know, first or second best prospect, depending on who you talk to, um, and is playing like. I, I mean, I obviously talk nice things about him, but is playing Delino De Shields in center field on May one, like, oh man, that's that's not good that, for anybody. No, that would be pretty rough. I mean, it'd be good for Delino De Shields, obviously, but like that would be that would just be kind of rough. And mm-hmm. they're not because Adelis Garcia, you know, proved his um, lover's right in spring training and has been tearing up the major leagues for a month now. He's at a one fifty six WRC plus. He's got one and a half wins above replacement. That's a great month, um, yeah. and he's playing center field, so we're not having to make weird things where we're we're squeezing four DHs into our lineup every day. We're starting like a yep. first baseman at, at second base or some crap. We're squeezing a couple, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the, the Chris Davis experiment is off to a scintillating. Uh, yeah, he start. can just go away, in my opinion. Oh man, he's going to lead us to the playoffs. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't have a, I think a reason to personally dislike the guy other than him just kicking the shit out of Texas for years. I, yeah, there's I'm, that. I'm gonna be salty about that for a while, I think. But like, uh, I don't know that I signed up for this. I don't remember buying the tickets to the Chris Davis Wild Ride. I don't recall that on my little my little Rangers app of like which rides would you like this year. But we got rid of Andrews in the process, so I mean. God, is he still the worst player in the majors? Probably. He's, he's not great. Last time I looked, 
he and Odor were tied. Um, their OPS plus was twenty two. Uh, I'm just gonna, <laughs> which is not that good. In the air. No. Um, by F. Oh man, I knew I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> by F. War, no. Elvis Andrus is the fifth worst player in baseball. Um, Ryan Mountcastle, a local boy, he went to Haggerty High School, uh, the the brand new rival high school to my high school uh, that I missed by a year. Lords Guriel Jr. is the second worst. Jonathan Scope is the third. Elvis Andrus is the fifth. Who is the fourth worst no. player in baseball? <laughs> Odor. It's David Dahl. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's no surprise at all. Uh, Odor is not going to be on here because I think he just hasn't played enough to be this bad. Right. Yeah. That's the all only these way guys he's not down like there. 30, yeah. 40 games. If I go by WRC Plus, though, let's look at our best hitter in baseball by WRC Plus real quick. Who is it? Otani. Uh, no. You're close. Trout. It's Trout. So the season is over. Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. Uh, I think he's also first in... WRC plus of 203, by the way. Only player yeah. above uh, 200. He's Last also the first in, in FWAR, so the season is done. All the stats are real. So Adelise Garcia is a good player. Um, Mike Petriello... No, it's not Petriello. It's um, Fangrass. They've long joked that um, statistics are are leveled, and that this season you can pay attention to numbers when Mike Trout hits the top of the Fangrass leaderboard. Um, whenever everyone else stops screwing around pretending they're better than Mike Trout and Mike Trout is at the top of the leaderboards, that's when you can take numbers uh, seriously. So Adelise Garcia is a uh, an all-star player. Yeah. That's, a, that's a fact. Vladdy yeah. uh, Jr., by the way. If uh, if you haven't been watching Blue Jays games, and that's understandable because why would you? Um, Vladdy Jr. is actually looking with the kid he was in the minors. Fifth best hitter in the game by WRC+. He lost like 40 pounds this offseason. Um, he can move. Anyway, worst hitter in the game by WRC Plus? Uh, yeah, I just looked it up. So. It's Elvis Andrews. <laughs> and where's the door? Uh, I don't think he qualifies. So ooh, let me. Let ooh, me... alternative answer here. So I took off the. Uh, the, uh, what, the. Yeah, what's our minimum plate appearances? Like 30, just so we don't I, get like a I, random guy's 20. I, threw, 20. I threw on 50. Okay. Okay. Any guesses? Worst in um, baseball. I have not. Cl- I have not. Oh, for first in baseball. Worst. Worst in baseball. Oh. WRC plus. Oh man. I'm excited to share this with you. Odor. Leone Tavares. Leone Tavares. Oh. Yeah. Okay. At negative twenty five. Yikes. Yeah. Only three. <laughs> there are three players that have a negative WRC plus. So that means that you're like over a hundred percent worse than the average player. <laughs> is that is that how you would read that stat? Sure. Yeah, you're 125 percent worse than an average hitter. Uh, I have my minimum plate appearances at 20, so I have a few more um, turbo <laughs> okay, negatives. Wait, wait, He's got some. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish this. Sorry, I just. Oh saw yeah, go ahead. Five go ahead, please. Number five on the list. Any guesses? Is his platoon slash backup mate Eli White with a WRC plus of seven? Oh. Seven. Yeah. So Adolis Garcia, in addition to being actually good and super fun, is also our savior from negative twenty-five and seven in center field. So yeah, yeah. Adolis looks looks at Doll and uh, <laughs> and White and goes, "That's a good act to follow." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eli uh, White's just talking to Wood, like Chris Woodward, being like, "Hey, do you think I'll get to play today?" He's <laughs> like, <laughs> "Not unless uh, someone dies." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, anyways. Uh, 
Uh, my my filter is a little bit uh, dumber than than yours is. So I have some some guys who've only played. Um, uh, actually, these are people who've played multiple games. I don't have anybody who had like one horrific game here. Uh, okay. Worst hitter in baseball with a minimum of twenty, uh, with a negative fifty four WRC plus. Tied actually with Albert Almora Jr., who is apparently a Met now. He was a Cubs prospect for many years. I watched him in the minors several times. Uh, Miguel Andujar of the Yankees. Um, who seems like he's had a very weird career of being like uh, star prospect, nobody, star player, hurt nobody, star player again, now arguably the worst hitter in the game. So kind of a weird uh, up and down for Miguel Andujar, a guy a lot of Rangers fans really wanted to trade for like two or three years ago. Yeah, yeah. That was a a huge thing. Like a supreme negative with a glove, right? He's an extraordinarily bad third baseman. Like it is difficult to explain how bad he is at uh, third base. It's it's uh, a sight to behold. Yankees had a couple of interesting um, uh, glove prospects because they had like Gary Sanchez who had like right. the worst. I think it was was it past balls that he was just incredibly bad about. Yeah, like the dude just allowed an, a gobstopping amount of past balls. Uh, and it's like, you know, his job is, it's in the name, actually. Uh, um, you're supposed to catch. <laughs> like, just get in front of it, man. And uh, that did not happen. Although I haven't, I haven't looked to see if he's, if he's looking good this year or not. I'm, I'm trying my best to just avoid reading about the New York Yankees. Although they're going to make that real hard in these next four games. I suppose we'll all learn together. I mean, maybe there's something, something fun to learn other than what Rugned Odor is up to this year. How, how are the 2021 Yankees uh, looking? Oh, Garrett Cole's amazing, and everyone else doesn't matter. Yeah, wow. Wild. Araldus Chapman has been really good. Man, yeah, he's not going to go away for a long time, is he? No. He's well, got yeah, a negative it, FIP. That seems good. Wow. Well, in addition to, to Garrett Cole, I think uh, this might not be a thing anymore, but I did see something recently. He's got like 50 strikeouts with, without a walk this year. Um, he he had a walk like in the his like first game or something, and okay. then has been on that streak since. Because okay. Corbin Burns with the Brewers started off the year with fifty two strikeouts without a walk and set the record, um, but or 50, I think he yeah, was like fifty five before he achieved his first whack. But Garrett Cole entering his last start was like right behind him in terms of streaks, and I okay. think yeah, has. Yeah. No, if we're seeing Cole tomorrow, he probably has not pitched since Burns did, because I think Burns pitched, like, Friday. I think it's when I saw that story. Yeah, so... So, the Rangers, if the Rangers can draw a walk off Garrett Cole... Yeah, he's got three walks this year in 52 innings. That seems pretty good. That's, like, that's Cliff Lee stuff, man. That's... Yeah, a 13.3 strikeouts per nine and a .5 walks per nine. Pretty good, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, Judge is gross. Giancarlo Stanton has been really, really good. And I want that. I mean, obviously, I don't think that Yankees fans deserve a single good thing. But Yankees fans talked so much crap about Stanton. And I assume said a lot of extremely racist things to him. Um, and he just needs to be good. Like, yeah. Stanton is, is he's cool. So yeah, let, let Stanton guys, be good. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys that no matter who he's playing for. I mean, I kind of felt the same way about Pujols, truth be told, which we should probably... Uh, address before signing off, but just kind of like, yeah, or like Kershaw, Max Scherzer, even if he's playing the Rangers, I mean, I want to win that game, but Otani, like, baseball is good when you are good, so please don't disappoint me, because 
like I don't know you're supposed to be like a superhero like don't get hurt last random then on the Yankees here their lineup is just gross top to bottom uh, Rudy Odor not as bad as I would have thought 82 WRC plus uh, his defense apparently sucks so his war is quite bad but it's at, it's at zero um, he's batting 164, 271, 361. Mm. So that should give you a hint that he's hit for at least some amount of power in his brief time. Who has more home runs? The aforementioned Gary Sanchez, the Kraken, the biggest power-hitting catcher you've ever heard of, or Rugned Odor? Odor. Uh, okay. We got, we got one vote for Rugned Odor in 33 fewer plate appearances and seven fewer games. Uh, Mike, you have a strong opinion on Rugnet Odor versus Gary Sanchez? I do not. I was about to say, I think that the correct, uh, the only way to win this game is not to play. Uh, same. They both have four home runs. <laughs> what, a, what a cool fact. You're welcome. Just like a cool I, fact is Albert Pujols in a Dodgers uniform is going to make me feel really weird. Yeah. Uh, so none of us saw that coming. Uh, no. National League team. The Maybe the last team. team I would have picked. I would have seen the Padres doing it before the the Dodgers, and I would have been stunned to see the Padres do it. Yeah. So there you go. So I, I did, uh, you know, just putting this out there. Who will have a more storied career with the Dodgers, uh, Jim Tomey or Albert Pujols? <laughs> I I mean, it remains to be seen. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but they so they Dodgers are also guaranteeing you know uh, like I, I said this the last episode you know I guess a team maybe just wants to make sure that their name gets included on a Hall of Fame plaque like, uh, the the Rays and yeah Wade not a lot of storied team. players in that franchise history yeah so there you go I don't know uh, that's that see you later I guess we'll see we play the uh, Dodgers later on this summer so we'll mid June we'll get the uh, the Angels at the end of May, so we'll see the Pujols-less Angels for the first time in, like, what, 10 years? Was he out yep. there? Yep. And then we get the the Dodgers um, in Los Angeles uh, June 11th through 13th. Nice little weekend series for Pujols to inexplicably have, like, two home runs off the bench. Can't wait. Yep. Well, right. Texas Rangers baseball. Check out Hickory. <laughs> go, 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 to the, go to the minor league games. Go Rough Riders. Go Crawdads. Go Express. Llamas. Bye. Bye.